millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi there, and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. And today I'm going to talk about the uh, involvement that the Ottoman Empire has in the July crisis of 1914, uh, just at the commencement of of the First World War. Um, The Ottoman Empire had faced um, crises in 1908, um, with the first Bosnian crisis, 1908-1909, um, the uh, Italian invasion of Libya and Ottoman territory in 1911 to 1912, and the Balkan Wars of 1912 to 1913. So over a, roughly a, a kind of a five-year period, there had been virtually non-stop crises and setbacks for the uh, Ottoman Empire. Um, the historian Sean McMeekin calls this the kind of the, the period of the, the jackals pouncing, as it suddenly appears that the Ottoman Empire has become enfeebled uh, beyond survival. And the, um, the thing that the July crisis um, prevents is the possibility of a third Balkan War, one which was developing at pace in June 1914, between Greece and the Ottoman Empire, that could well have have broken out. The Sarajevo assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, uh, that takes place on June the 28th, 1914, uh, just manages to uh, prevent the um, the war between Greece and the Ottoman Empire from uh, from emerging. Um, and it meant that um, this sort of um, countdown to crisis uh, meant that all other foreign policy considerations and, and debates uh, would suddenly be completely overwhelmed uh, by the spectre of what could happen. But of course the Ottoman Empire wasn't absent from the uh, proceedings and discussions that took place and the, the frantic uh, diplomacy that took place 
in the uh, run-up to the First World War. Um, the Ottoman question was a, a key um, a key bone of dis- of contention and discussion um, between uh, the great powers, and it was uh, an object of great interest in Berlin and in St. Petersburg. On the 30th of June, two days after the assassination, Russia's foreign minister uh, demanded uh, up-to-date information from Russia's naval ministry regarding the war readiness of Russia's Black Sea fleet. It wasn't uh, discussed, well, it wasn't um, any other consideration in the Black Sea other than the possibility of war with the Ottoman Empire. There was nobody else to, to fight. The uh, foreign minister, Sazanov, um, had sat on a committee in February 1914 on which uh, Russia's uh, military service uh, chiefs so that they would uh, speed up um, planning uh, for the arrival of um, amphibious troops which could be dispatched to Constantinople uh, which would be uh, roughly about 30,000 soldiers um, uh, and that would be done right from the beginning of any hostilities. Why was this sort of discussion happening? Well, firstly, it was assumed by the Russians that the Ottomans would be a loyal ally of uh, Germany. The uh, Kaiser and his uh, diplomats had gone to great lengths to cultivate Ottoman loyalty in the 1890s and the 1900s. But also, there were um, historic opportunities to be had as far as um, the Romanov dynasty were concerned in any war against the Ottoman Empire. Uh, but what those opportunities are, we'll come to uh, in uh, a little while. Uh, Sazanov, the foreign minister, uh, recalled in his memoirs that the reason for urgency was um, that everyone present considered an offensive against Constantinople inevitable should a European war break out. So it was assumed that the Turks would take one side or another, probably that of the Germans. Um, On the 15th of June 1914, um, tensions between the Ottoman Empire and Greece were at their height. Um, Sazanov was warned uh, that Russia must be prepared to launch uh, immediate countermeasures uh, to seize the uh, Straits, the Dardanelles, if a third Balkan war broke out. Previously, um, the uh, threat of the seizure of the Dardanelles had caused uh, by Italy during the Italo-Ottoman uh, War and the invasion of Libya um, had caused uh, the Russians uh, Im- immense anxiety, uh, the Dardanelles being their only uh, waterway uh, that would not freeze over in, in winter. Uh, there were only access to warm water ports. So um, after the assassination of Sarajevo, when it appeared that there would be a uh, general European war emerging, more than simply just a, a Balkan war, uh, the, uh, the Russians um, thought that uh, urgent planning was necessary and in a very secret and urgent request, um, it was asked whether Russian troops could be put ashore at the Bosphorus within four or five days of the outbreak of, of any hostilities. So um, that would have been a, a mobilisation far faster than anything that was achieved against Germany. 
So what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that the, the Russians considered the Bosphorus and the Dardanelles to be the most important theatre of, of war, and that if the Ottoman Empire joined with Germany and managed to seize the, the Dardanelles, then that would strangle Russia uh, and cause Russia uh, immense, uh, immense strategic and economic difficulties. Germany, by July, was becoming increasingly diplomatically isolated. It had really Austria as its uh, sole partner and a hidden, uh, well, not so well hidden, but a, a, a tacit understanding with uh, the sublime port, the government of the uh, Ottoman Empire. The uh, relationship with the port becomes more and more important as the extent of Germany's isolation in the July crisis becomes clear. The, on Friday, July the 24th, after, um, which was one day after Austria-Hungary had sent her ultimatum to the Serbs, the Kaiser Wilhelm II told his ambassador in Constantinople, uh, Wagenheim, to uh, open a direct alliance talks with the Ottoman Empire. And this would have, as we, we know, profound implications for the rest of the 20th century. Not only would um, German assistance to the Ottoman Empire help the Ottoman Empire to actually fix some quite bruising defeats on the Allies during the war, but the final fall of the Ottoman Empire created the structure of the modern Middle East as we understand it, and the uh, role of Britain and France, and later the USA, in the modern Middle East from the uh, 1920s onwards. And one fact more than anything else encouraged the Kaiser and his Chancellor Bethmann Holweg to see Germany as isolated under threat, and that was the tendency of the British throughout the July crisis to become move closer and closer uh, to the, the threat of war, which obviously only uh, is only declared when Germany um, invades Belgium. On the uh, day of August the 1st, Saturday August the 1st, the ultimatum that Germany uh, had given to Russia to stop mobilising expires and Germany and Russia are at war. At that moment there's increasing desperation and the promise, and it's quite a loose promise that the Ottomans give, that their armies will be battle-ready um, is enough to get the the Germans simply to um, shake hands uh, on an alliance. The Russians were um, getting themselves ready for war with Turkey, as we know, and they thought um, this would follow um, automatically after the outbreak of war in Europe, that it would be simply the, the part of this, the same conflict. Uh, on July the 22nd, which is two days after Serbia rejected uh, the ultimatum given by uh, Vienna, um, but a day before Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia. Uh, Russia's uh, chief of army staff, uh, a guy called uh, N.N. Yanushkevich, um, gave top-secret orders to uh, General Yudinich, who was the chief of staff of Russia's Caucasian army uh, in Georgia. And these orders were simply mobilised against Turkey and the Ottoman Empire. 
On the same day, Sazonov was given a memorandum, Sazonov being uh, Russia's foreign minister, which said that if Russia was to back down against the Austro-Germans in Europe, it would then send a message uh, of dangerous weakness to Constantinople. Um, and this dangerous weakness would say, essentially, that um, a, a war would uh, not necessarily be prevented against between Russia and Constantinople. But it would actually aid Constantinople to wage war um, against Russia more effectively um, because Russia would appear to be hesitant and, and uncertain. Um, so the, the war in Europe against Austria and Germany is um, seen as something that, uh, that Russia shouldn't back out of because it would give a green light to the, the Turks to uh, attack. Um, on the 29th of July, um, just as this hesitation is happening, Nicholas II is about to make the, kind of the fateful decision of his life um, and is rather hoping that he can more fight just Austria and not Germany um, as well. Uh, Yanishkovich basically tells uh, Yudinich that even if there is no war in Europe, that the, the war against um, the Ottoman Empire should uh, carry on. And if there is a war in Europe and the Ottoman Empire chooses not to become involved, then the mobilisation against the Ottoman Empire should happen anyway. So there should be some sort of preemptive strike. So no matter what the set of combinations, there should be war against the Ottoman. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Empire. It was uh, at this point that Sazonov, um, through his uh, ambassador in London, Count Beckendorf, uh, told the British in no uncertain terms that the planned sale of uh, dreadnought battleships that had been built for the Ottoman Empire needed to be cancelled 
the last thing that the uh, Russian Black Sea fleet wanted was two British dreadnoughts um, uh, patrolling the Black Sea and taking on their far weaker warships. Churchill, as First Lord of the Admiralty, um, eventually uh, obliged in this and ordered the uh, now illegal seizure of the uh, Ottoman ships that had been built uh, for the Ottoman Empire uh, by British shipyards. Um, and British sailors stormed the ships, um, took co uh, commandeered them uh, before Ottoman flags could be raised. This um, led uh, almost directly to the decision by the Ottoman Empire to sign a secret defence treaty with the uh, German Empire um, that would be valid until December 31st, 1918. And the, the treaty promised Turkey, uh, promised that Turkey would uh, join Germany if the latter went to war with Russia on behalf of Austria-Hungary. Um, and this meant, this was a, an interesting wording because uh, very rarely do uh, alliances uh, get created where one party commits themselves to war uh, in a set of circumstances that are almost certain to happen. The only reason for doing this is if you believe that you are eventually going to get uh, at least as good a part of the deal, if not slightly better. And the bit that the Ottomans were particularly interested in um, was that Germany would obligate itself by force of arms, if need be, to defend Ottoman territory in case it should be threatened. And indeed, it was threatened. One of the first requests that the Ottomans make is the uh, deployment of the German Mediterranean fleet to Constantinople. Um, so uh, the uh, SMS Goeben, uh, the uh, German battle cruiser, um, and a support cruiser, the Breslau, would go to Constantinople, and this would enable, <coughs> in the words of um, Wangenheim, um, the uh, emissary to Constantinople, um, that with the Goban, um, even an Ottoman landing on Russian territory would be possible. By this point, uh, because of the uh, necessity of speed in German mobilisation plans, uh, by Monday, August the, the 3rd, the German army is, is desperate to start its offensive in the West. Uh, any time that is uh, wasted is uh, you know, a step towards uh, possible defeat. And this haste ensures that the Ottomans tend to get the better part of the deal. There are all sorts of get-out clauses um, that mean that the Ottomans could potentially avoid actually having to take the Russians on. Ultimately, this isn't what happens because the Russians attack the Ottomans. Um, but the uh, speed at which the events take place um, mean that the, uh, the Germans uh, wind up uh, giving more to the uh, the agreement than they get out of it, certainly. Um, the statement, war had been declared um, uh, between France and Germany, and which was confirmed on Monday, uh, the 3rd of August. Um, it was very, uh, uh, it was imperative that the safe harbour be found very quickly for the Gobin and the Breslau. 
because if the British Mediterranean fleet tracked them down, they would be able to easily sink them. So the Goban and the Breslau went to Constantinople as a result. The arrival of the Goban, a Dreadnought-class ship, uh, into um, Constantinople uh, sent shivers down the, the Black Sea uh, fleets, uh, the, the officers of the, the Russian Black Sea fleet. Um, the reason for this, much as the reason for not wanting two British dreadnoughts um, handed over to the, the Ottomans, was that um, a dreadnought's armour and gunnery and speed could uh, eliminate uh, any uh, potential rival. Um, any ship that wasn't a dreadnought ship really stood very little chance in uh, open, uh, open sea battle uh, with uh, a dreadnought-class ship. So this was you know, essentially uh, turning up with a gun to a knife fight. And it meant that uh, Russia's mobilisation plans of seizing the Bosphorus would be thrown into absolute chaos. There is no way that an invasion fleet could withstand an attack from a, a dreadnought-class ship. The uh, Goban and the uh, Breslau, uh, in a race across the Mediterranean to make it to Constantinople on the, uh, in the days just prior to Britain's declaration of war and then shortly afterwards, um, were in a, a very dangerous uh, position. They were able to stop at a coaling station in uh, Brindisi, in Italy, uh, where they couldn't take on quite enough coal. And getting to Constantinople was um, uh, not a, a given, as the British Mediterranean fleet um, and uh, its uh, immense power uh, was uh, likely to, to bear down on the two ships at any moment. And this gave the uh, Ottomans uh, great leverage over the Germans. Um, the uh, Sublime Port essentially say to um, the Germans that if you want your ships to dock with us, and this is somebody talking to an ally, bear in mind, not um, an, a non-allied power, if you want your, germ your ships to, to dock with us, then we will uh, insist that you support our demands uh, when the war is successfully won for recovery of uh, parts of Greece, the Aegean Islands, for example, and more importantly, the right to expand our border deep into the, the Muslim parts of southern Russia. And the um, threat implicit was that we will leave your ships to, the fate, to their fate in the Mediterranean if we don't get what we want. So hardly kind of uh, the sort of the uh, cooperative spirit one would expect from new allies. And also, uh, it's a slight deviation from the picture that one popularly gets of the German-Ottoman relationship of German power and Ottoman dependency. Certainly in this case, it wasn't quite all like that. However, matters complicate themselves yet further on uh, August the 5th. On that day, um, the Russian military attaché in Constantinople, General Major M.N. Leontiev, came to see um, Enver Pasha, uh, the, uh, the war minister for the Ottoman Empire. Um, Enver Pasha um, had invited him there and said to him in no uncertain terms that a deal between the Ottoman Empire 
and Russia was possible. What he offered was this. He said, um, if in return for Russia signing a five or ten year defensive alliance with the Ottoman Empire and helping uh, to broker a new Balkan settlement at the expense of Austria, um, which would involve Turkey getting western Thrace from Bulgaria and some of the Aegean islands from Greece, and Greece being compensated with Albania um, and Bulgaria being given parts of Macedonia by Serbia, um, and Serbia then being given Bosnia-Herzegovina from Austria. If these things happened, um, Enver Pasha would promise to withdraw the 9th and the 11th Corps of the Ottoman Third Army from uh, eastern Turkey. This would allow the Russians to move their troops away from this area, um, from the Caucasus, and send them to Europe, where they could uh, be put to good use fighting Austria and Germany. In addition to this, the day this treaty was signed, um, the war minister um, would send the uh, German military mission from Turkey back home and kick them out of the country. This was Germany's ally. This was Germany's um, uh, supposedly loyal, steadfast um, friend uh, in the, uh, the, the southeast. Um, and the haste in which Germany had made this alliance tends to suggest that perhaps due diligence hadn't really been fully done. How serious these discussions were will never be known, but they are essentially brought to a halt by um, the arrival of the Guben and the Breslau to uh, Constantinople. When those ships finally make it through, and they are there to um, wage war against Russia in the Black Sea, there's no question of there being uh, a... Um, con a Ottoman-Russian pact uh, in the future. Um, the uh, Ottomans uh, decide to quietly shelve any offer that they might have had with Russia in order to now uh, allow the Germans to, to dock. Um, so it, it does, one does wonder what the point of the discussions with the Russians were uh, in the first place. But it also suggests that the Ottomans were acting, in the case of Germany and Russia, in bad faith on both sides. Anyway, I hope you found this useful, um, and you can check out our new Patreon page. There's some long-form journalism there by me on um, the uh, origins of uh, 20th century China from um, and China's experience of the First World War. Um, do check it out, and if you can uh, uh, afford to contribute anything uh, via Patreon, then that would be uh, gratefully received, and all the details are within this podcast, uh, the, the blurb below. Anyway, thanks very much, and I'll catch you again on the next Explaining History podcast. All the best. Bye-bye. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.